What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Cervantes Podcast. Joining me today to discuss the history of Black women in dance, Black TikTok dancers not getting the credit they deserve, and what made them interested slash fall in love with dancing is Bachelor of Fine Arts dance major Charlize Martin and dance education major Lauren Wood. How are you guys? Good. Hi. Thank you for being here. Appreciate it. Thanks. So who are some Black women dancers that inspire you growing up and now? I mean, I feel like it's like cliche to say like um, Misty Copeland and like Michaela the Prince, but like, I mean, they just broke barriers in a very white dominant um, genre of dance. So I would say that's why like I look up to them more. I feel like you do see a lot more black dancers um, in the commercial side, like Ashley Everett, like I love her. She's Beyonce's dance yeah. captain. So like you see people like that a lot more often, but in like the ballet world, it's very unheard of to see like a principal black female like dancer so I think that's why like they inspire me as well okay wow and you Charlize yeah um so the first person that comes to mind like obviously she's not technically like a dancer but like there is no me without Beyonce there is no dance major without Beyonce like yeah like I wrote in my essay to get into Hofstra University like the reason how come I am a dancer is because 2003 I saw the BET award she debuted as a single artist and performed crazy in love and I was like I'm doing that she did that little move and she was rolling on the floor and I'm like that's me yes and, and then the Zendaya paid a uh, homage to her at uh the last BET award no yeah that's yeah. awesome I think she, I think crazy in love was like the first music video I've ever I think right after thriller it was crazy in love mm -hmm. that I saw for the first time because my parents were always playing music in the house mm -hmm. so yeah she's she's the goat for sure and I'm sure her choreographer oh, yeah. I think you said choreographer um is probably like dope too so that's awesome oh uh, um her dance captain was actually found um at Alvin Ailey taking a class she was just taking a regular wow. class at Alvin Ailey. Yeah. And the way how the studios are set up, it's all see-through. So like this scout was just watching her take class and he was like, this is my car. This is when the audition is, show up. She did and the rest is history. Like wow. she, she has been with Beyonce since Crazy in Love. She's one of the two girls in the single lady video. Like she's been there from the get-go. That's insane. Yeah. I wonder if so something like that like, happens today. Cause we always hear about like, oh my God, like Naomi Campbell was just walking and somebody discovered her. Does that happen today? <laughs> like, I always wonder. I think it's like a lot less likely. I will say one person, she, I'm not sure she's black, but I know she's like a woman of color, Paris Gobel. She's like based, I think New Zealand, correct me if I'm wrong, Charlize. I think she was like, she's from New Zealand and like, she's amazing. Like she was on World of Dance, her like video blew up. And she's one of those people that you can see like, she was posting for a long time and then she just sort of blew up from that video. Okay. So I think that's more like reasonable nowadays. It's more like a, you are working and then you just have to do like one thing that people just happen to notice, but yep. people like you're, you're in the game for a long time. Okay, <laughs> but, so we all know TikTok and I was watching um, this wow. video on from ABC News and they were talking about how Jalea Harmon, you know, she was 14 when she started the Renegade Challenge on TikTok, but for a long time, she didn't get the credit um, for its creation. So we see a lot of black TikTok dancers and creators coming up with, you know, dances and things. And then like white people on TikTok or like more um, famous white people will like do the dance, but not credit them in the caption or credit them at all. 
um you know charlie d'amelio addison ray you know there's a couple people that do that um if we're being honest does it my question for you guys does it annoy you that black tiktok creators and dancers are getting um their dances and ideas stolen yeah so my big gripe with that comes on a technical side where i feel like the algorithm is racist just point blank period like the algorithm is set up to where people with darker skin, people who have thicker bodies are seen as unattractive and then are not favorited by the algorithm in and of itself. Therefore, you're, it's not, you're not going to find it on your For You page. That's how people find out where all, all of these people are from. So if right. it's biased towards people that have blonde hair, blue eyes, white skin, like thin bodies, it's going to you're going to see the D'Amelio's pop up. You're going to see the Addison Rae's pop up. You're not going to see all these black creators that are actually coming up with the moves themselves. And um, the biggest gripe that, that is also contributing to that is that when they do copy these dances, they're not giving the originators credit. Because it's one thing to do the dance. When it's, when it's a challenge, everybody does the dance. Nobody's mad at you for doing the dance. We're mad at you for not crediting people. We're mad at you for not for, for making that sound original when you could just say, oh, this sound is by the person who created it. You can tag the person who actually created it in the tag because even if you like tag in whatever challenge it is, all these white people come up first. Right, right. So and like I think the they algorithm is set up. recently to that like now the creator is first, I think, like the creator of the sound. Mm -hmm. But before it would just be like, about views at the top like highest highest rated um highest viewed videos were at the top and then like yeah. the creators all the way at the bottom um mm -hmm. so yeah that's really true but i didn't i didn't think about that like the algorithm is racist yeah. and, prefers, <laughs> and then on, i didn't know that on the other side to add on to that like people are so awful in the comments and there is no way for black creators to stop for, from seeing those contents about like people calling you the n-word and calling you a monkey and all these other stuff like there's no way to change the algorithm so you're not receiving those horrible hate comments on a daily basis so it's like they're you're, you're allowing people to like hate on black creators you're also pushing black creators to the bottom of your bottom pole so like it's just like to be a good person on the app and be black is so difficult to where it's like completely unappealing so like I have family members all the time that ask me, why don't you make a TikTok? I just see the toxic, toxic energy that exists on that platform. And it completely just makes me so like unappealed to even try it. Yeah, I don't yeah. believe you. You, Lauren? Like, yeah, as a dance educator, it bothers me a lot. I even did literally a whole lesson plan on like dance appreciation and giving like the creators credit and things like that. Because I don't know, I feel so strongly about it, especially after TikTok. And to go off like Charlize, I think like, a big thing even about it being like not necessarily like the creator was doing the challenge is the fact that they were like oh you created this dance and they went along with it you know what I mean everybody was like oh Charlie did it first Charlie did it first and then it's like but no no she didn't but she let that but she let that slide you know what I mean so I think that's where a little bit of anger comes from because when they said that she could easily been like oh no I got it from here but thank you guys you know what I mean you you already blew up you blew up regardless Right. Now those people who created it, they're not getting anything. And to go off like the algorithm, back when um during you know the summer when Black Lives Matters movement was really strong, um 
I was gonna say, well, I'm the black man getting killed, but I mean, that happens every day, but it's just to go on. Um, they were deleting videos of Black Lives Matter. And that's actually when I decided not to use TikTok anymore when they were deleting. What? Yeah, they were deleting videos with people posting about Black Lives Matter information, different things like that. But keeping up, I don't know if you remember, there was a trend at the time where people of non-color would make a joke about picking cotton. And they mm -hmm. would keep those up and they were deleting mm -hmm. the Black Lives Matter posts. And that's when I realized that TikTok wasn't for me. Also to go to Charlize, why don't you make this talk? That is why I will not be making TikTok. <laughs> Yo, I did not know. <laughs> I always heard people talking about it, but I was like, is it really that bad? Cause I feel like, no. like, I feel like, is it all just social media racism? Like, is it just everywhere? But I think it, it, TikTok must be the biggest, uh, what's the word, like culprit of it? Because Instagram, if you say something that's like inappropriate, they'll like, take your comment down it's like you can't go on live they'll shut your live down it's very serious so like mm -hmm. TikTok needs to have the same energy but obviously they don't care because they're letting all this mm -hmm. stuff slide that's so crazy it makes but it's so true because it's like Jalea she only got um I think she went she performed her dance at NBR NBA all-star weekend and then she went on Ellen mm -hmm. and then she had like a little documentary on ABC News but like that's not enough because Charlie D'Amelio was dancing with J-Lo at the Super Bowl commercials she, I work at Hollister. She has her own collection, and it's like same it's with a, Addison Ray. She's gonna be in a, a, a American Eagle. Either. Don't get me started on her. Yeah, oh no, American God. Eagle. American Eagle. Really I could does. say a lot. I could. She's say gonna a have. Lot. She's gonna star in like a reboot of like a '90s movie. Uh, so mm -hmm. she's on Jimmy Fallon. I, I don't know if you saw the segment mm -hmm. of like um, Addison teaches Jimmy eight dances eight TikTok dances and then they don't credit the dancers until like after people were like dragging them in the comments like credit those dancers so it's like Jalea did she did get her credit but it's like not to the what's the word she didn't get like um recognition as much as the other two girls got yeah, she, she's not benefiting from it like they are and I think another thing mm -hmm. important to know is the people is the black creators um not doing anything to Megan's new song to thought sugar honey iced tea mm -hmm. how they're not doing anything oh, to that yeah. right now they're doing they're basically what is it called they're boycotting like making dances yeah. to that song in the dance you can just tell that black people really lead that app with this one poor this poor little white girl is just gyrating to the side <laughs> like it's so how do you think Jalea could like get to where the other two girls are, if that makes sense? Like, is it too late? Is there a way? Um, does she need Oprah to step in? <laughs> um, I don't think it's too late. I think that we're just, it's systematic. It's okay. systematic. It really is. Like at the end of the day, she was given like the credit of like, you, like basically a year later. later. Yeah, months, <laughs> I think almost like a year later. I think it's gonna, like I hate to say it, but like it is gonna have to be black people uplifting like other black people because they don't care. They don't care about us overall. They want to use us. They took her dance and they said, but you know, we like these girls doing it better. That's essentially what they said. That's essentially like what they said. That's what they not with their words, but with their actions by giving them that platform, by giving them money, by putting them American Eagle and Hollister posters. You're you're sending out that message that yeah, you can create, but don't expect to be the face behind it. Don't expect to benefit as much as others might. So I think it's gonna have it's gonna have to be people like it's gonna have to be, I think Doja Cat put her on the video. It's gonna have to be things like that 
where we're like, yeah, we're giving each other opportunities because they're not going to do it for us. Unfortunately, they should, they should, Mm -hmm. but they're not going to. That's Mm -hmm. so true. Cause it's like, that that's a that's an example of like white privilege and pretty privilege. Yeah, we also gotta... to touch on that that um, TikTok star again, she she is a trained dancer. She's taking studio classes. That little that that little girl who's fourteen. I'm so like oh, Jul- that, Julia. Like, okay. Julia is a trained dancer. She has been taking classes. She was like, I am trained in ballet, jazz, tap, hip hop. You name it, she does it. So wow. like. The same way how Charlie D'Amelio is a, is a studio trained dancer. You give her ballet, jazz, tap. She, she, they're, they're both competition dancers. Is Julia a little bit younger? Yes. But like, they're both trained dancers who are young and within the same age demographic. There is the only difference is the racial dynamics that are at play. I hope that- That's, that's one thing Addison, I had to say. Yes. You know how Addison is like friends with Kourtney Kardashian? I hope Jalea gets like a really famous friend with a lot of privilege yeah. to help her. Because I, like, I feel like that's going to help Addison. Like you're friends with the Kardashians. You have all this stuff. So you're, she's just going to keep going forward. I, I need like Drake or somebody to help her sis out. And put her in also, a- ways to counteract, ways to counteract the algorithm. You have to say no to all the white people that come up on your For You page I've and click that. yes. And follow the black people that come up on your for you page, because that's the only way you're going to counteract the algorithm to support black um, creators. That's Does the only like way they're going to pop up. And uh, saving help too. Yes, yes. Okay. Just any type type of interactions you give to black creators is going to help them. But a lot of times their views will be all the way up. Like they'll get one million views, and their followers are about a third of that. Twenty thousand. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we gotta change that. So, whatever whatever we can do as a community to help Jalea out and all the Black TikTok creators and dancers, um, get the credit they did, that they deserve. Um, we need to do that. Yeah. For you guys, what made you fall in love slash in- interested in dancing? And then, um, I grew up as a Broadway kid, so I was always doing like theater summer camps, and then I also did cheer a lot. And my favorite part in cheer were the dance breaks. My favorite part in theater was the dance part. So there was kind of like this correlation that led me to finally like stepping into a studio, but that wasn't my beginning thing. And then like, I also grew up in the church. My dad's a pastor. So I was always praise dancing as well growing up. So there were a lot of things that led to that. I love that. I love that. It's like, I've always just danced. Um, I will say that, like, I don't know. I used to see Era used to be like a big like person for me, copying like her and like like a boy goodies, like just like I don't know, just copying like her and just dancing like her. Like I always thought that she was so amazing. She sort of actually like inspired me to dance. But um, I'm trying to think. Like Charlize, I also praise dance a little bit. I was in church for a bit, mm-hmm. and then. I don't, I literally begged my mom. I said, I remember the story so vividly. My sister was doing cheer and tumbling. And I was like, mom, I just want to dance, please. And she was like, we'll think about it. We'll think about it. And then my grandfather came to town and I was like talking about it in front of him. And he decided to take me. He paid for like my first few classes and like signed me up. So like my grandfather, first person to believe in me, shout out to you, pop up. <laughs> but yeah. Awesome. I think yeah. it's also a bit like as black people, I think it's a big part of our culture um like dancing at parties like you said at church like I'm Baptist so there's always dancing mm-hmm. there um I'm Jamaican that's like another layer of being Caribbean mm-hmm. 
I also have Puerto Rican. If you're not dancing, one of my aunts mm-hmm. gonna pull you up. So it's, very, it's a big part of our uh, community. So um, I, I always wonder like, when did it start for everyone else, you know? But that's dope. Mm-hmm. What made you decide to like, okay, I love to dance and now I'm just gonna, I'm gonna make this like a career one day or I'm gonna go to school for this and major in this as opposed to just, you know, keeping it as like a hobby, if that makes sense. Like, I don't know, I just, I just wanted to be happy in life. <laughs> it sounds like stupid, yeah. but I just knew that like dance may be happy in like any aspect. And my mom always said like, do what you're happy, like do what makes you happy because the money will come. If you put your time and dedication in it, you'll, you'll, you'll maintain the money. Even if it's just to get by day by day and get you the necessities and a little bit of luxuries, like the money will come. She was like, if you want to pick up trash, cause that's what you love to do. She's like, maybe you'll start the neighborhood and then maybe you'll get a little truck and then maybe you'll get a van and maybe you'll hire your next person. And she's like, it'll build if you really put time into it. And like, that's just how I feel about dance. And, you know, I like, I'm not on the path that like I originally wanted to be on, especially after like getting injured and things like that, but it's still something that I want to pursue and at least be in that world. Right. I love that. Yeah. My dad always said that, like, I don't care what you do, just as long as you're the best. So be the best garbage man, be the best, whatever. (laughs) So yeah, that's so true. Um, Which artist would be your absolute dream for you to work as a dancer or a choreographer? Beyonce. Okay, so coming. <laughs> yes. I mean, Beyonce, of course, but I, I'm not gonna lie. I think that we're, you know, there's an upcoming, and for me right now, like either working with Chloe and Hallie or Normani or Megan. Yes, yes. Those are all people that, like, like you said before, they give. They are performers. They give you energy. Every performance mm-hmm. slaps like Chloe and Hallie. I like once they dropped that album to like the end of the Ungali Hour era, every performance was so good. Like mm-hmm. I think today, yeah. PMAs, um, there's so many, but yeah. They just sound better and better. I've never heard vocal like and technicalities the- like that. And uh and they give face and body and voice, and it's just every time. Because not many people can like sing very well and dance mm-hmm. at the same time <laughs> like you know a lot of our favorites better than the recording like yes yes crazy like they're live they're like I, um i don't know if you saw the what's it called npr tiny desk um performance uh, uh-huh. that was so good yeah but we range in voice and feeling good she was like and then she started like singing in the highest i was like who are you why am i getting chills yeah Yes, no, yeah, because a lot of our, a lot of people, they sing really well, and then that's it, like, I feel like Mariah Carey's one, like, Adele, they just kind of sing, and there's people who, like, dance really well, and they're not great singers, I feel like that's maybe Britney Spears, um, but people that can do both, that's, like, Doja, like you said, Megan, um, Doja, I can't believe we forgot about her, yeah, so that's dope, why do you think people, I know we had this conversation uh, a couple months ago, why do you think people don't think dancers are athletes? Um, I think it's hard to create funding for it in schools because um, it's so it's easier for them to put us in performance and arts track than for them to um, put us on the dance track, because when you have dance teams even, they kind of coincide with like a cheerleading team, and oh, it's like, okay. and, yeah. and, and it's hard to like even like here at Hofstra like the worlds are so completely divided we have a dance team and then we have dance majors and what we do is so different so like the dance team dancers are considered athletes 
within the performance arts track, dance majors are not considered athletes. So then considered they'll, performing get the artists. they'll get the funding, but you guys yep. won't. Yeah. Wow. Same thing with like um like the cheerleaders that are on the um like pro professional teams, they're dance team people. When how when's the last time you've seen cowboys cheerleaders do a cheer step? They dance, they're a they're a dance team. Cowboys cheerleaders are a dance team. Wow. Dance all the team. all the basketball cheerleaders, like Lakers, like they're a dance team. Mm. <laughs> Those are all dance teams. Those are cheer teams. Wow. <laughs> so and like um Okay. It's not that we're not considered athletes, we're not considered to the same degree, but there have been cases and studies done a thousand times that specifically ballet dancers are the hardest trained working bodies known to man, and that's on period. Or better than the or better than the swimmers, the track stars, the you name it, we're stronger. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I believe yeah, it. Yeah, and I think I'm a sports yeah. person, but um I believe it. I believe it because I think um it's a full body workout some sports it's not your whole body you're using you know so i think i believe that for sure and you guys work very hard and i don't know i don't know if it's because like it's a sport that like women are doing and you know sexism comes in um and they oh ballet like that's just like little but like it doesn't i've never done ballet but i'm sure it's tough <laughs> you know I, i'm not a dancer but i can't dance but i'm yeah. sure it's, you know, it's tough. Yeah, I guess. Um, I think it's also just because we don't train the same way other people do. I think that's, like, another thing. Like, we're not out here, I mean, necessarily, like, running laps, running up steps, doing high knees. You know, what they, what they think, like, an exercise or workout is. We're not, like, getting hit or necessarily physical activity. But, like, guys, you see those ballets, they're lifting up full full people you know you catch you're catching a football we're lifting up full people over here you know what I mean you have to be able to jump mm. so high you have to be able to like lift yourself like we're training to do all these things and like even like just to like go off topic for like a little bit like my friend the other day we were talking about like things in the Olympics and she was like you know almost anything in the Olympics like you look at you're like yeah people can do like you're like oh like that person you're like everybody runs technically of course not as fast like everybody right. runs and then she was like, you know, like even like basketball is technically in the Olympics. She's like, you know, people oh, yeah. pick up people pick up basketballs all the time and like dribble. But she's like, you see someone Biles who can do three and a half flips in the mm -hmm. air and land on their feet. She's and like, and I think mm -hmm. that's the same thing with dance. They want to say, oh no, we do this, we do that. I would love to see you do like a grand jeté down to the floor, whip your body around, and then come back up and have a lift. And they like, I would love to see you do three and a half straight minutes of that. And smile, right? <laughs> yeah, and smile. <laughs> Keep and act and act with it and act with it, right? right. <laughs> and remember, and remember, you're a princess. You're dying, and you're in love at the same time. Go. <laughs> Have you personally experienced racism in the dance world, or know of someone that has experienced it? Hmm. Every oh, I was gonna <laughs> no, I, all the time. I feel. <laughs> I feel like it's more microaggressions. I, it's I get I feel okay. microaggressions all the time. I've had, I've had big and small aggressions. Um, I think a big one was um, I was on a competition dance team and I believe it might've been in Tennessee. It was a Southern state, I'll say that. And we went there for nationals and um, there was like a white, of course, like we were the, basically the only black, full black group there. Um, and uh, many things happened there. One of our girls tried to, our like little girls are probably like five or six at the time, try to pick up a Frisbee they were throwing frisbees and she had the frisbee and a little white girl came up and took the frisbee from her <laughs> and then uh, one of our other like you know teammates were just like hey you know she had that frisbee and then one of their teammates came in and it was like a little argument on the stage because they were trying to take stuff from our girls and then um 
one of one of our like our smaller teams also got a comment made about them in their outfits and you know there are girls are sassy not gonna lie they just said something bad because you know they were talking about them but then our girls did get in trouble for it so like little things like that not to mention we were going up against of course all white studios and we actually tied for first place um with the wow. studio and they gave it to the white studio what and the thing is, they try to say it was because of like technique, they want the higher technique value, but we did two completely different dances. Like we were doing a hip hop dance. So how in the world was that ever you know, that way? And of course they don't know hip hop technique necessarily the best at certain competitions. So it's like, of course you wouldn't see our technique in our hip hop because you're not, you're not looking at that. It's an entertainment piece, but mm. stuff like that. I mean, I can go on and on. <laughs> Actually, I'm very unfortunate. It's crazy. The reason yeah. why I ask is because Misty Copeland, the um, I want to get this right, the first black principal dancer for American Ballet Theater, um, she's opened up about like racism and like body image, like it's a real problem mm -hmm. in ballet. And I remember mm -hmm. watching um, an episode of The Real where Tamara she said that um, her and Tia would be like in dance, um, they would, they would dance when they were younger, and the teacher was like, oh, can you tuck in your butt? And Tamara was mm -hmm. like, I am. And she was like, it's it's too big. Like, I like started like being rude. And I was like, what? And then she became self-conscious about like her body. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's like, I wonder, it must be hard being like a black woman with, you know, and sometimes you guys do have curvy, uh, curvy figure, and it's a mm -hmm. whole bunch of white women, and it's like they're kind of, you know, slim. So it's like, is yeah. it hard? Is it is it like more of a body thing sometimes, or you think it's more of a racism thing? I struggled with a lot of my body image and I feel like it's not one or the other, it's both because I am a black woman in a black body period. Right. So like, that's why, yeah. That's how come I say it's both, but like puberty threw me through a loop because I developed pretty early. So like it started when I was like nine that like everything started happening where like I started like becoming a woman. <laughs> body so, idea. <laughs> yeah, no, like it's just like you're, you're in third grade and you're becoming a woman and the other nine-year-olds the other white nine-year-olds that I'm taking classes with don't look like me and I'm the only one that looks like me and it's not even just about skin color anymore because it was right. like a year ago I was flat like the rest of them and now all these different hits and whatnots are coming in and I don't know what to do with this my leotards aren't fitting me anymore and now I feel like I'm a cow <laughs> like you know like now 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 I feel like there's something wrong with me but I'm just changing and like, I still have, I still have days where like, I look back at pictures when I was like 16 and wish that I looked like when I was 16. I was like, well, Charlize, you're not a child anymore. Right. Yeah. We always want what we yeah. had, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then it's just like, I'm still growing. Like my body is still growing. And like, it's hard to keep in mind the things that I can't control and also keep in mind what I can control. And I feel like a lot of times I was so angry with the things that I couldn't, I couldn't control what was going on with my body. I was hitting puberty, right. but I was so mad. Like I wanted to stop my like- Like stop, growth. stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I wanted to stop because it was just like, now I, I was looking like everybody. I just, first I only had thighs to worry about and now I have everything to worry about. So it was just like, I had one insecurity and now from the neck down, I hate everything at nine. <laughs> That's a harsh reality. Yeah. Like many young yeah. women, black women, women of color um, deal with in that. Cause I'm sure like it's social media plays a role and like what we mm -hmm. see on TV, but then in the dance world specifically, it's probably like harder. Cause 
it's I'm assuming it's more white women than black women right so it's like they have a certain body figure and it's like I'm already mm-hmm. black and I'm curvy it's like and mm-hmm. now you're now you're why is my teachers like can you imagine a teacher telling you like oh your body's not right for this or your butt's too big like that's horrible <laughs> but I'm sure people mm-hmm. have said things similar to that to you or worse so it's just like like that's yeah um I was taking a ballet class with um my friend in middle school and we were I was in fourth grade, she was in fifth grade at the time, and we were getting sides for our, our recital costumes. And she pulled us both aside. We were 10 and 11, and the ballet teacher pulled us aside to make sure that it could, that, that the costumes could fit, could fit our bus. I don't know why you would make us step out of the classroom and like separate us like that and like single us out and make us feel like there was something wrong with all our bodies. Like it's all our fault. That's you know and it's like yeah it's kind of better that he didn't call it out in front of everyone but the fact that you like made it a big thing like i'm gonna talk to you on the side like we were we were the only two black girls in the room so you know and kids love to talk and kids are mean so it's like that's embarrassing that's very like nah there needs to be some type of cultural competency person mm-hmm. in the dance room <laughs> like somebody- and it can't be a zoom class because nobody pays attention to those like online zoom classes about diversity in the workplace <laughs> you click through to get through it i do it I, we all like nobody wants to sit through a virtual diversity in the workplace seminar yes well, like, it I, doesn't work and we just gotta like find a way to like not talk to people crazy <laughs> like not be racist mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i don't know but shout out to misty copeland and i'm sure plenty of other black dancers that are outspoken. I think she wrote like a LA Times um, op-ed about this. So shout out to them for being outspoken and just like trying to solve this racism issue. Um, oh, Debbie Allen too, from the very beginning. Oh, um, okay. There's this horrible story. No, yeah, no, it, it's, it's horrendous. It's this really horrible story that um, Debbie Allen, the legend, the legendary woman who I, I, I always say like, I'm the future Debbie Allen. For, like, yeah, speak oh, <laughs> No, because like I want to have my own company and I want to be the anyway, future Debbie Allen. So her daughter was taking classes at um, American Ballet Theater. And one of the teachers told her that she couldn't dance and that she should go to Alvin Ailey. As if Alvin Ailey is in a great studio and is for people who can't dance. Not to mention her daughter was the only person who was black in that studio at the time. Right, in that, in, that, in that specific class at the time. Her daughter was the only black girl. Alvin Ailey is, at that time, was the biggest up and coming dance theater for black artistry and dance. So like they hadn't made a name for themselves that big in the eighties, but it was coming up. People were showing up to Alvin Ailey performances before they were showing up to New York City Ballet. They just were. And, and she's talking about it like it's some little dance thing. He, he was talking about it like, you can't dance, go to Alvin Ailey. What? He really you said, said that. that to not only like a black woman, but you said that to a famous black woman who's a pioneer in yeah. the dance yeah. world's daughter. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. are you trying to lose your job? <laughs> no, literally, yeah. No, that's terrible. He pulled her out that class so fast and made her own dance school. 
Wow. That was oh, the catalyst. So that's where, that was okay. the catalyst. That's where yeah, it came from. Say that, um, like my first, like my studio that I went through, like throughout, like I started in middle school. So middle school and high school for me, I did go to like a black um, competitive dance studio. And that, and that was very, I think, beneficial for me. Um, I hear mm-hmm. horror stories of black individuals going to mostly white studios and it being, you know, <laughs> shout out <laughs> and not being the best thing ever and I'm, I'm very grateful for my teachers I I like mm-hmm. I can't explain to you I'm very grateful for that sense of community that I was allowed to be in and that we had and that you know our 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 teachers understood I never had to go to the side of pulling a costume because they were picking costumes that they know would fit our body types mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. so I never had to go through that they were getting us tights that matched our skin color you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. I didn't have to necessarily go through those things and of course the thing and then it's about accessibility also because although they were trying our best to get the tights that match our skin color was a point earlier on where they weren't making those but as soon as as soon as it was available that's what they were doing for us so like Mm -hmm. I'm very grateful and I will say when I was in high school I did have a different I didn't have a right teacher and that experience was very different and even after that we eventually got it I went to basically almost I was like all black high school but it was it was very um majority black students there and we finally got a black dance teacher that was running our dance department and even having her there like built confidence in the students there were some students who wanted to leave after that teacher so like her coming in actually like really saved the department and she introduced us to things and she put us in the community actually versus our other teacher so I don't know it's just having those people around you that actually look like you understand you completely Mm -hmm. different even the hair situation like I had that teacher at school and she like understood our hair it wasn't like a oh that needs to go to a bun or this it needs to look like this it was just to make sure it's just pulled out of your face right and have simple as that able to do (laughs) my teachers that I had that I did have like they're part of the reason I even was like yeah I can do dance education like because I want to be there for those like students and like even like um I am the only black dance education major like in my class at the moment so it's just Mm. the type of thing where like I do try to share my experiences like with those other people who want to be educated I tell them all the time I told them the class last time I was like you know because you're gonna have a black or brown little girl and boy and they're gonna have these questions or these students might say something to them and you have to understand where they're coming from how they're dealing with it and how to Mm -hmm. nip things in the bud because you can't let I don't know. You just can't let something like hair, like you just can't let that impact the way they feel. I I am the most confident when I'm allowed to wear my hair out and just be myself, because mm-hmm. that, that that's happiness for me. That makes me just feel. I can't start. I'll start crying. It just makes me feel like a different person. So like mm-hmm. I just can't imagine being told like over and over like, oh, that's not how your hair should be. You need this. You do that. It's just it's it's very deteriorating, and I know it probably mm-hmm. brings down their confidence. So. Yes, I said it in the last episode, I think in our community, hair is like very, it's almost like spiritual, <laughs> like low-key. Mm. It's very important to us. We're like the number one consumers of hair care and I think beauty and all that stuff. Mm. Um, and it makes sense because it's a big part of like, we take a lot of time, you know, the, like black women, women of color, they take a big time. No, not women of color. I'm gonna say black women. <laughs> they take they take their hair very seriously. And um, you wouldn't just walk into any salon, you know, you, you vet it out, you word of mouth. Yeah. So it's a big thing. And I think you should allow black dancers to um, be their fullest black, beautiful selves. <laughs> like let them do yeah. them, you know, if they can dance well, right? Okay do their hair right, do their makeup right, find tights to match and send them off on the stage. It's not that hard. <laughs> yeah, I think um, also around that same time because I was going to like that all white studio and YouTube was like kind of like branching out and becoming like this big like beauty thing. I ended up starting to teach myself from the age of 10 how to do my makeup, how to do my hair because the white teachers weren't helping me. 
like when I got into like the competition dance team, they did like a whole makeup seminar. My mom had me out there looking crazy when they got done with my face, okay? Like foundation wasn't matching, like the eyeshadow was too light, the lips weren't were 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 too bright for me. Like I am a dark, like I'm not just like I'm a dark skinned woman too. So it's like when it comes when it comes to makeup, I wasn't working. My hair at that time was straightened a lot. However, like I still have black hair and that right. whole like hair demonstrations were working because like your hair has to be the same. So like me and my mom would have to like go out and get hair pieces, go to like the hairdresser that I've been going to since I was six. Like there were so many steps that it took to get me ready than it took to get like Caitlin and Allie ready. You know what I mean? Like right. so many steps. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Like we are different. I remember I was taking, um. Oh, what was the class? It was like a TV, like a TV class at, at school. And we had one day about lighting. And the teacher looked around the room and was like, okay, like we're all pretty much the same color. And I was like, <coughs> <coughs> um, and he was like, oh, um, he was like, oh, oh, um, yeah, some people like it's gonna be the light is gonna be different for others. And I was like, did he forget that I was in the <laughs> But it's like it's different the way you light me you know, on a stage or if I'm, you know, talking on a, like a, like where news anchors talk, that's going to be different than my white counterpart, <laughs> you know? Yeah. What Beyonce say, don't put me in a blue light. Don't put blue black lighting. girls in blue light. <laughs> they did that to me on faculty show. They, have they did that to me. I made so many jokes, unfortunately, during faculty because there was another black girl on the one piece with just two of us in there, but they kept putting her in blue lighting and she was like, I feel like I don't look good. And I was like, it's the blue lighting, isn't it? <laughs> And then, like, they finally, like, spotlighted me for my solo when I was like, wow, I can actually see myself. Crazy. Wow, that's insane. But it's funny. I only saw me in my solo when they finally spotlighted me, but, like, most of most of the lighting was blue lighting. Mm. You have to be careful And then they started the bringing lighting. the red lighting towards the end. No, it's you... just, like, I take cycling classes all the time, and, like, whenever there's blue lighting, I just see my outfit. I don't see the <laughs> do you think um because the ungodly hour music video there was like some blue lights and i felt like they look good so it does it depend on the blue light or is it blue light it true? depends on the it, yeah it depends on the kind of blue light it depends on if you have like yellow lights or just the bright lights still coming in with it i mean it's like a lot of factors but just typically or even like sometimes if you do like a really like bright blue maybe it's not as like necessarily like bad okay. yeah and, okay. a, and again, different skin tones are going to get different things. Exactly. Yeah, so there's definitely different ways to do that. So it's going to look different for me and Charlize if we were like mm -hmm. in like their, their, their dancers or something. So yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, people just need to, <laughs> I think like, do they forget that we exist and we enter these spaces? And yeah. A yeah, they do. <laughs> they do. They do. <laughs> um, would you ever go on a show like So You Think You Can Dance, America's Got Talent, um, World of Dance, I think with J-Lo and Neo. Would you ever try out for a show like that? Um, I used to want to try out for So You Think You Can Dance. And like, I don't know. If I had did it right after high school, like I probably like would have. It's not something that I necessarily am like um, attracted to do now. But I think out of the three that you said, So You Think You Can Dance is, I don't want to say the most like, 
fair, but they make you do all genres. That's what I'll say. You audition mm-hmm. with your best, but they want to make sure that you're diverse versus mm-hmm. um, World of Dance or things like that. Like World of Dance, I don't know if you guys saw the season that Casey and Sean were on, but <laughs> those are, they are some killer mm-hmm. dancers. There may be people mm-hmm. of color. Mm-hmm. Sean, oh, okay. Yeah, Sean is a person of color, but Casey isn't. But regardless, they're just a great duo. And it's, mm-hmm. and it's just like, sometimes they focus on like, tricks versus like can you dance like yeah he can he can throw her high and she can do this split thing but like they were hitting beats doing movements like it's I don't know dance is like I can't even explain it like yeah you can do seven turns but honey when you go into that transition you look boring Mm. (laughs) okay it's about the trick it's about the dancing and the transitions and like how you yeah and that's why, like, even like me, like, I'm still working my transitions. I'm not the best at anything. I'm always working mm-hmm. to improve myself. But it's just mm-hmm. like, you can feel it. You can feel and like, see the difference. Mm-hmm. So like, for me, like, that's like, World of Dance is sort of like that for me. It's like, they really focus on like, tricks and like, big things and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so you think he dances more with that. And then America's Got Talent, I think is just like, I don't know. I think that's a little weird, too. Because it's like, mm-hmm. all talent. It's not necessarily equal playing field, because it's multiple mm-hmm. talents. So like oh, as a dancer okay. going on there, like I don't think I've ever seen like a dancer like that. Yeah, I haven't seen solo dancers a lot, but I feel like groups are better suited for like world of dance and like um, America's Got Talent. Like hip play ballerinas are on there right now. And um, mm-hmm. so they're awesome. So like they're like, it's like a branch off from ballet. So like they're doing like hip hop dances on point shoes and split. Um, cool. So they're awesome. And their, their repertoire is so beautiful um i've seen them uh, like a couple times so definitely go check them out on agt um but as far as like world of dance goes personally like unless i somehow find myself in like a really like intricate like big hip-hop group that's the only reason like i would ever be on there personally um yeah so like because like i feel like it's better suited for for groups i've seen people do be, be solo artists on world of dance but it's just like there's something about like especially like in the duels there's just like one person going against a group <laughs> like why? yeah it doesn't yeah that, yeah that's why I'm, yeah i had two i had two questions um what do you think about dancing with the stars because i know normani was on there zendaya was on there they're great dancers and they didn't win mm-hmm. it's like that's insane what that's do you because- think about dancing with the stars and also you know how like basketball players like they'll watch like you know basketball what do you guys watch? Are you watching the shows that we mentioned or are you watching like YouTube videos? Um, so yeah. Hmm. I feel like I'm watching like everything. Okay. <laughs> like, so, like yeah. I, I definitely like when so you see Cricket Dance is on, like it's definitely like my favorite out of the three shows. I'm not really like America's Got Talent dance um, watcher, honestly. Um, World of Dance, I watch like sometimes, but like, I don't know. World of Dance is like reminds me of those shows like The Voice where like it becomes more about the judges than the performers. Okay, I see a lot of clips of like Neo and Jay. I'm like, yeah, the dancers, where are they? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Um, and then like, so you think you can dance? I see, I see those dancers branching off and becoming like their own like brand more so than I do see the World of Dance people or like the AGT people coming off and being something. um because like so you think you can dance is structured like same way i hate hate to like compare it like the bachelor but like it's structured so that like you become personalized 
with those individual people like they're all like like the producers on the show are kind of like constructing a storyline for every individual person therefore it's easier for you to build a brand because people know you okay okay yeah and then like usually like yeah so that's why and then your other question what was it (laughs) Uh, i was saying um i feel like like zendaya normani they were great dancers and they didn't win so Mm -hmm. people were like oh this is rigged or like it's not accurate it's not a good it is it's a popularity contest it's not that it's rigged. like people like didn't vote it's just like people voted more for like the people that they like like there was no reason for like sean spicer to be on there for more than one episode but people thought it was hilarious and kept on voting for him you know what i mean <laughs> and like me Nelly. too. I didn't vote for him, but I was like, "This is hilarious." <laughs> <laughs> and like Nelly, Nelly was on there. Um, yeah. What's her name from Tiger King? Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. <laughs> I can't believe she lasted as long as she did. Right. Like people were just like trolling. Like there's, there's something of like trolling votes, and I feel like they were like trolling. Like, oh, let's keep this person on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So it's honest. They're honest to the votes. It's just like people aren't always fair and objective with their votes. Okay. Yeah. And I feel like I'm the same with Charlize when it comes to watching. And I think like I do tend to like YouTube dive just because I feel like mm. you find so many more people who just like aren't necessarily like I like I told you before. It's about like building. Like you find those people who are building. Like you re- like you recognize their excellence and their creativity. And then it's like it's like great to see them like blow up. Cause like, I feel like that's what like YouTube does. It lets you put your work out there. Like Aaliyah Janelle, like I remember like when she didn't have like 10,000 subscribers and then she like, cause she was posting stuff on Twitter and then wow. Nicki Minaj retweeted, Nicki Minaj retweeted and then she got to work with Nicki. So it's like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like amazing. Like I love seeing stuff like that. And like, I don't know, seeing stuff from the beginning and seeing them grow. So I'm a big YouTube fan when it comes to dancers mm-hmm. and dancing and stuff. Yeah, cause I always wonder, like, what do you, what are you watching on, like, on a Sunday night? Like, you know, they're watching football, they're watching basketball. So I wonder. My like- favorite thing is Stevie on YouTube. I think, I think that's like the name of the channel. But like, they do this thing where like three choreographers. Yeah. Like, um, they do like a chunk of one song, and three choreographers choreograph to that same chunk of the song just to see the way how people's minds work and like how like people will do like lyrical verbiage and like doing like with like beat accuracy, like different ways that like they just like do wordplay and song play and seeing how like every three people same song have like all the days that are so different like That's and so- I also I love I love to see it especially with like rap songs and to see like how like people use that wordplay specifically that's always dope yeah. that's awesome. what was the name of the channel you said <laughs> um cd I believe cd yeah. okay yeah <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome i gotta check that out oh if you could give advice for aspiring young younger dancers what did you discover about the industry that you would want others to know about um a big thing that i would say is be open because i'm somebody who uh when i first started taking classes i only took jazz and i only took hip-hop because those are my safe spaces and i once i allowed myself to be open to other dance styles i fell in love with modern dance and I wouldn't have found modern dance if I didn't start taking ballet classes, started taking contemporary classes. I wouldn't have found those choreographers and those dance styles that went well with my body. And then also I found out something about myself in which I kind of like all dance. I'm dancing, I'm happy, period. So it's just like, be open to different dance styles because you'll, you'll, you'll never know what's like your niche. And you might find out that your niche is everything. <laughs> and that's always exciting too. Um, and then when, it, when, when I also, I say be open, be open to different opportunities. 
Um, so you might get like um, a job opportunity that you think is like a little niche or that like you didn't expect or that you don't think like you're good enough for, but like don't evaluate it too much or like take out of it too much. Take a chance, take a chance on yourself. You know what I mean? Um, when it comes to auditioning, definitely kind of realize that you're going to get more no's than yeses. And that's something that has always been going on, but especially now in the Zoom era where everyone is unemployed and you're not just competing with the unemployed dancers, you're competing with the seasonal dancers, mm -hmm. sorry, seasoned dancers who have toured with Cher and Beyonce and J-Lo and are in all these Broadway shows and have done all of these amazing things in TV and movies. You're competing with everyone now because everybody is unemployed. Everybody's looking for a During job. During this COVID era. era. Yeah. 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 So it's just like, you are going to get a lot more no's <laughs> if you're new. Yeah. And, and they don't know you. That's so make sure that they know you. Yeah. If you yeah. want to like, be an actor, you're going to hear a lot of no's. And Lady Gaga always says, you're going to hear 99 yes, 100 no's. If it's just one yes, that's, that's your mm -hmm. thing. Um, mm -hmm. That's so true. What about you, Lauren? What would your advice be for like young and upcoming people who like they want to dance, um, they're interested in it, or young dancers who are like they don't know what you know now? Um, so I have a few things. So one for like people that are in dance, don't let your insecurities stop you from opportunities. I like mm -hmm. I especially like after like becoming or like Shirley said, like your body changing and it, it does sometimes affect the way you dance. Like you become a little insecure with things and. I like I even like lost opportunity because and I that like I basically was like gung-ho to get because I was like I don't like the way I look I don't like that I don't think it's going to be good for me and it's like I should have just did it what's the worst that could happen like I already have opportunity maybe they just don't hire you back again or maybe they cut you halfway through but it's like at least you said that you went like don't let your insecurity stop you because it could have it could have been that thing to lead to your next thing you know mm -hmm. right. and then also see don't be afraid to change when you're through there because like i i'm not a big fan of change i don't like my friends changing or leaving i don't like mm -hmm. i like i like my dance teachers the way they are but it's like you have to be open to learn new things and to like get better and for those who are like thinking but like maybe don't know this is like one of the reasons i want to be like a dance educator as well because it's, i think a lot of like students of color even like black students who want to dance they look and they're like i don't see anybody like me you know what I mean? They mm -hmm. look and they're like, mm, I don't know. I just like, I don't think that's for me. And it's like, no, everything is for you. Anything that's for them is for you. Like, remember mm -hmm. that. And like, that's why I want to be an educator because I want to be there supporting, being like, no, your body's perfect. And I want to be telling you real critiques, not ones just about your body that have no effect on how you're dancing. So like, just know everything is for you. Anything that's for them is for you, including dance, ballet, modern, mm -hmm. jazz, hip hop, whatever. So, yes, yeah. don't don't pigeonhole yourself like Charlize exactly. was saying. Yeah. Um, it's not just like off the top of my head, I can just think of Debbie Allen and Missy Copeland, but those are not mm -hmm. the only black faces in um the dance world. There are I'm sure mm -hmm. tons of other people. Um, but like oh, yeah. representation matters. So it's like people might not know about Misty or Debbie. So it's like you have to kind of, you know, find your black teacher, black dance teacher. So mm -hmm. yeah, representation matters because if you don't see yourself, it's like, mm, do I want to do that? But um, yeah, just don't don't be afraid and don't don't think that you can only do hip hop. Like we're black, so why like why do we only have to do that? Like there's other stuff mm -hmm. too. Um, modern dance, like you said. So yeah, that's very true. Um, do you have a favorite dance routine? Um, I will say that um, I've had a lot of dances that I absolutely love. Mm -hmm. Um, that I've done. Like my first solo is very near and dear to my heart. It was like my first solo. 
Um, I was 15 when I had my first solo or 14, 14 when I had my first solo. So that was just um, like, I don't know, that was just near and dear because like your first solo and I actually like placed mm-hmm. at nationals with it. Like my first time ever. Wow. So like doing a solo. So it was just, I don't know. It was just like, that's just like a very positive moment for me. Awesome. Um, but I will say like, I don't know, favorite genre probably is a bit easy. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Like right now I'm very, I was trained in Horton. I wasn't trained like regular girls who like usually go ballet than modern. Mm-hmm. I was trained in modern first. <laughs> So like modern's very near and dear to me, and I love a good like contemporary jazz. That used to be like one of my faves to do. So contemporary mm-hmm. jazz, okay. And you, Charlize, favorite genre and favorite routine? So far? my genre changes with the day as far as what my favorite is. Okay. Um, like my my niche changes all the time. Right now, this summer, I'm I'm loving hip hop, but you might catch me in the fall and love modern because um. The more and more I get into choreographing, um, the more and more I find out that my dance isn't one genre, it's like a fusion, which is lit. Um, So my favorite piece is the one that I actually choreographed myself called Follow Me. Um, My first rendition of it was was a five minute piece. It was like the longest piece I've ever choreographed. And um, it was a given assignment for for like my choreography two class. And it was like our first time back in the studios after the pandemic Lovato. So it was really lit. Um, and I was like really happy to have like a full realized like production almost of like what could be my future. So, I mean, it was to the Follow Me song by Sunday Service Choir. My second rendition, Lauren, um, was in it as well. That's so, um, yeah, that's it's definitely my favorite piece because it's my own. Hmm? Yeah, it's an amazing There's piece. Pictures of it, so I could like put okay. it as a graphic. But that's really okay. awesome. Yeah, so like that is that's my favorite because it's like my own, like it's my piece. Um, and then, yeah, right now I like hip hop. That could change. It will change. <laughs> no, yeah, I know. I'm actually with Charlize. It really do depend on the day because one day I am busting out a good jazz. One day I'm busting out a good hip hop. Yeah, it really shows that you guys really um you love it clearly and you have a passion (laughs) for it. And I think also um when you do graduate from Hofstra, you're gonna have a a very diverse resume, which you said is very Mm -hmm. important. So it's like, oh, I can do this, 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 I choreographed this, I was in, I helped, you know, so that's gonna help you later on. Um, when they're looking for people who are diverse, because in this in entertainment. You don't want someone that just does this. You know, you want a singer and a dancer. You're like, oh, you speak Spanish too? Perfect. Like, you want a whole, full, ra- ra- well-rounded person. So that's important. Do you feel like you've improved significantly in dance from freshman year to now, about to be a senior in the fall? <laughs> Sorry, like, mouth, like, oh, yeah. But, like, um, <laughs> I feel like... Um, the theater kid in me like never really like went away especially like in high school because I was still doing theater so it was like the first time where like I was in a concentration and it was all that I was doing was in college that was the first time I was just doing dance I had never just done one thing my entire life like from middle school and on I was always doing multiple things and this was the first time where I was just a dancer and it was and like feel so good? Nice. like okay I can <laughs> on this one thing <laughs> yeah my like ADD brain kind of needed that um so yeah I definitely I feel like the biggest comment that I've gotten um it's not that like it was a it it was a good thing turned into a bad thing but like I was just this 
performer, energized, bunny performer type person. And that was always like a plus in like um in commercial dance and um competition dance. Like that was always like a good thing. Like, oh Charlize is giving 100 percent She's performing, she's full out. And there was it was just 110 and nothing less. And then um when I went to college, it was the first time where I was like, we need you to dial back. I had never heard that in my whole life. Wow. My whole life, my whole life, they were like, more. We like more. Be like Charlize. Wow. <laughs> and this was the first time we were, it was like, we love it, but like. Did that bother you? Um, it didn't. It bothered me because I didn't know what that meant. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> dial down. What do you mean? What's that? <laughs> oh, we don't know her. Right. <laughs> so um, it took me some time to know her. It took me some time to really chill out. <laughs> I'm like when it comes when it comes to the energy front and then um just really concentrate on what it feels like not what it looks like so that whole like that whole like concept was something completely new to me that was a thing that happened in college so I definitely feel like I grew as a dancer um I had no modern training before I came like no modern like gram hort and I had never been formally trained in those forms so definitely on an educational front, when it comes to my dance education, I'm steps ahead than I was before I came in here. Um, when it comes to connections, when it comes to people who could and would hire me in the future, when it comes to um, dance friends that like I didn't really have before because I kind of was so super antisocial towards like about the end of my high school year because I just could not take the toxicity in my studio environment anymore. Like. It was the first time where yeah we all we all went to high school in Trump era we all know what happened so, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah um but like it was the first time where I had where I created a community for myself dance was the only thing I was doing and I was getting corrections that were productive and I was also in a time in my life where I was in therapy thinking about the trauma that I had been in and how to and the steps that I needed to take to be healthier mentally so there were just like a lot of things that happened that made me a better dancer so like again if I didn't go to college I wouldn't have had this free therapy sessions um, right I think they so, give us like yeah. a 10 free ones or something like that yeah. a couple ones yeah uh-huh. that's dope mm-hmm. and you Lauren yeah and my, my insurance is bomb so mental health matters mental health matters it's so important to see you um to see you guys uh succeed and like get improved um Mm. and you lauren i've definitely improved um technique wise like i said i actually came in with the modern technique and then no like i did have a like a I did have a little technique, a ballet technique, but nothing like my modern. So I, I've definitely improved in ballet leaps and bounds. I can tell you that. Oh, Jesus Lord. Sometimes it's still a struggle, but I can tell it, I can tell it's not as much of a struggle. Um, <laughs> um and then I don't like I don't, I think it's hard for me because don't be star store. We're gonna get past this really quickly because I forgot to talk about it. But like, I don't know, I got injured and it really just put a big dent in my confidence and how I felt about myself. Of course, I can gain weight when you're injured because you're not doing as much. So it's hard for me to lose that. So I personally feel like if that didn't happen to me, we're going to talk about like the what ifs, I would have right. been like even like more, but I'm very appreciative of like the time that I have gone and the teachers that have encouraged me to keep going. 
Um, mm-hmm. Like Charlize said, you still grow within the networking, you grow within um, like within different genres and artistry mm-hmm. and having a place to create and having other dancers who like want to be in your pieces. Like Charlize mm-hmm. was in a filming project that I did. So like things like that, that's still like I'm growing in that era and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually hoping, you know, we have practicums coming up. So we'll see what Same. else we do. Yeah. I'm doing a score because I'm tired of dealing with um, music. Um, problem so I'm creating my own song oh this summer so yes we're giving myself extra homework what else is new um <laughs> just like I made myself do a seven minute piece I'm going to make it <laughs> seven minutes that's awesome creating your own song that's so dope yeah. so you like so you like um choreographing and cre- uh, creating mm-hmm. your own routines oh yeah yeah that I mean yeah that's like one of the best parts about doing something <laughs> that's definitely I like what that. I see myself doing in the long haul yeah oh, okay that's dope yeah. what would you tell your younger self like just in general it doesn't have to be about dance but um what would you tell like knowing what you know now I tell her to chill out and it's, and it's going to figure itself out this is somebody as um a cancer sorry no oh. as a cancer rising this is the problem I'm a cancer rising I am a Capricorn sun and I am a Gemini moon. My chart messes my whole life up. That should not happen. A person should not be those three things, but I am. So I get so anxious and I'm constantly thinking ahead and I never take time to concentrate on where I am. Like all of high school, I was so focused on college and all of college, I'm so focused on what my professional career is going to look like and I never take a moment to be like can we do this math class Charlie <laughs> instead of worrying about when um Chloe and Holly's tour auditions are can we can we can we handle like yes, can like, we do that chill out. yeah yes chill out and just focus everything is going to align itself because um there's a reason how come I came to college I wanted the connections right they're going to fall into place everything is going to fall into place. I can't just always be pushing and focusing. It is just in my nature to want to know what's going to happen. Yeah. And like be in control of my future and like, and but like there's so much that like you have a control of right now. Let's focus on what you can control right now. Right. I, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing when I graduate. And that's so frustrating that like, I don't know. And I want to know that's a big thing, but it's just like, Charlize, it's called God's plan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was the first episode, my very first episode of the podcast. Um, it's all, and I know it's annoying sometimes, like as a Christian, we always hear that, mm-hmm. we're tired of that saying, but it's like, no, like God, he got us, <laughs> you know, we yeah. work, we work hard, we do our research, we, you know, go to auditions and internships and all that stuff. And, you know, hopefully something will land and things will work out. You know, I, I really believe that yeah. everything will work out. Um, you, Lauren? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I would have warned myself about a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, no, but that's real, I would, though. I, I get that. Uh, I would just, I don't even know. Like, I don't, one thing, I will say something now, like, that I would tell maybe freshmen in college, Lauren, Okay. would just be like be selfish I have <laughs> done a lot of things trying to like take in other people's like thoughts or opinions and take other people into consideration about like even about dance and just like about college and stuff that I should have just been like but is that what you want is this gonna make you happy why are you trying to make other people happy when this is gonna affect them in the future 
so and like I'm learning that now like like now like I hate I would hate to see anybody tell me or ask me to do something for them that's not gonna impact me greatly senior year I can't tell you how like all of them are going on you just have to be selfish and I think it is really hard for me because I've been saying I'm gonna be selfish all summer and I haven't been <laughs> but I'm like I'm like I can't like this is my last year like and like sorry to ever it hurts it's not intentional but I do have to worry about myself like Shalisa what I might have to do mm -hmm. after what I need to work on now so I can be the best for me after like mm -hmm. and it's self and like I think because like we grow up especially in black household like don't be selfish that's bad yes. yes. things I do for you and yeah. it's just like sometimes it's like being selfish is needed like mm -hmm. you need to just take an inner thing and just be like mm -hmm. no I need this yes. if I want to be happy if I want to be successful I need this so yeah. that's that's what I would tell Lauren. Be selfish. Mm, you got it, girl. Because people, yeah, because people who who feel your vibe are gonna want to stay with you and support you, be your friend. And those who don't, they probably don't want the best for you. Because if that's what's best mm. for you, and they don't want that for you, they're gonna leave anyway. Yes. Mm. I think Diddy he posted something the other day like, if you're not rooting for me, praying for me, motivating me, like <laughs> a positive person, you know, like I don't want you in my life. You got to get cut out. Yeah. And that's so important. It's okay to put yourself first. You know, you yeah. know, God is important. Your family is important. Your friends are great. But it's like, when am I gonna, I came into this world alone. I'm gonna die alone. I have my own purpose. <laughs> I think you yeah. have to just do you sometimes, you know, that, that doesn't mean mm -hmm. F everyone else, but yeah. to do you. And that's the only way we're gonna get better and grow as humans, as dancers, I'm trying to be a TV producer one day, you know? Um, and if that's not the case, hopefully I do find what it is in the communications entertainment world, you know? But I'm not, you can't like, what's the word? You can't like beat yourself up if you if you don't know exactly what you want to do. Like some mm -hmm. of our, you know, people at school, like, oh, I'm, I'm going to do this. Or my dad got me a great job at, at this hedge, hedge fund or whatever. Like, okay, that's great. Um, <laughs> but that's okay. That's their plan. This is my plan. So mm -hmm. I, I get that for sure. Um, what were your favorite dance movies growing up? Bring it on. Same. Um, okay. That's that's a good one. That's a good one. Step up. Oh mm. yes. I love I step that's up. How they met and got married. Um Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. And then even like a moose in there. Loved moose. <laughs> oh um, yeah. I'm trying to think what else, what other like- West Side Story. Oh, okay. uh, Wait, I'm blanking out. There was like this huge step movie with like Chris Brown in it. And it was like- yeah. What is that called? Oh, I know. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. And Chris Brown dies in the first five yeah. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know he's got this. <laughs> yes, that movie too. Um, I'm trying to- it's not really like a dance it's more like cheerleader but did you guys like bring it on or like the that whole series okay yeah. first um uh, i'm really trying to think why can't i think of like dance movies now that you're asking me they're not in my head i will say like <laughs> the chicago Great. the rendition of chicago that's now a film yeah i don't know a lot of renditions of musicals now that are like film ones that have like a lot of like more dance in them because they're not singing live like a lot of those are my favorites except the cats the dancers were great but oof that was them yeah i'm talking about dance only dancing only <laughs> the dancing is i don't know if you guys saw black is king the dancing in there was really good 
That was mm-hmm. good. And um, yeah. when she was at Coachella, um, if the Netflix Legit. Homecoming, that was dope too. The mm-hmm. whole like HBCU type dance. Yeah. I, yeah, I love behind the scenes. I love behind the scenes stuff. I even love Ariana Grande's, like her choreographer is also a creative director. So like, excuse me, I love you. Her little film on that part. I was looking at the dancers and that, her dancers were really nice in there. Um, yeah, I love behind the scenes stuff like that too. Seeing how everything comes like, together. I think YouTube made me want to be a backup dancer. How could I forget? Yeah, high school musical. High school musical. I wanted to be a cheerleader. Like, oh, what about, um, yes, that was my favorite. What about um, the Cheetah Girls? Oh, there wasn't a lot of dancing, but yes, we're gonna. Okay. <laughs> we're it's, gonna be Cinderella. <laughs> she was um, she was on Ellen, and Twitch was um, hosting Ellen that day, and he's a choreographer, and yeah. she was saying that she had a hard time in those movies with the choreo, and I was like, I couldn't tell. I thought she was killing it. <laughs> yeah, no, and Twitch is actually from So You Think You Can Dance. That's how he got. That's where he's from. He's going to say, you can dance. Did he win? He won. And then he came back for like all stars and stuff. Like he's amazing. Oh, he was on, he, he met his wife. Ellen. Okay. Oh yeah. He was on So You Think You Can Dance. Like in the one of the very beginning seasons and he's like worked with them forever. And then he's just like, he's just like you said, grown. He's got that recognition. He's just grown. Like, so they're able to make their own brands on that show. That's how come I'm like, if I were to do that, I want to do that. Cause I could like develop my own platform. Cause yeah. he's created his own platform. He's one of the very few black creators on TikTok <laughs> to bring it up again that has like millions of followers. Oh, and fiction. Fiction, he's a he's amazing. Yeah. He sort of made a really good name for himself as well. He's also a black hip hop dancer. He's he's amazing. Okay, I see um I see honey. Save the last dance. Step How up. can I forget about Honey? Oh that my was good. Do you feel like <laughs> Jessica Alba was like doing a good job? Because some people were like making fun of her in the comments. <laughs> well, now when you go back, it's a little bit like a hmm. That wasn't exactly what I thought. I thought I was watching, but it's still, but it's still like inspires you to dance, just to move. Like yeah, yeah. it's still good. I just like the whole aesthetic, like the way they like dancing in the water, like old R&B videos when like Usher or Marion would like slap the in the rain. Yeah. Yes, it was. The aesthetic was elite. Yes. Is there anything that you guys want to plug for us to like keep an eye out for when we go back in the fall to school? Um, any dance related stuff that you want to plug? Um, faculty show at Hopkins University happens in the fall season is in November, so that's when you'll catch me and Lauren on stage. And then um, you can follow my Instagram at Charlie.Martin, spelled Charles with an E, dot Martin. Yes. Period. And you, Lauren? Um, same as Charlie, I will be in that faculty show. Um, and you can follow me at Halo, H-A-I dot L-O. Um, and I'm hoping to be, you know, maybe put something as sooner rep. I hope for at least my two. <laughs> we'll yes, see. <laughs> that's so awesome. I'm so proud of you guys. I think you, um, like you said, you have grown a lot. And let's put, let's shine a light on dance. I feel like you guys don't get enough recognition. Um, it's always like athletes or like singing. And I feel like um, musicians and dance, I feel like they don't get the praise always that they deserve. Like, oh, that dance was cool. Next video. <laughs> like, you know, so I, I, I wanted, that's why I wanted to have this episode. And also, let's shine a light on Black women in dance, <laughs> you know, actual Black uh, dance creators, <laughs> not famous white girls that do a little shimmy. So <laughs> I thought that was important. Um, B, thank you guys for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you for taking the time out. 
Um, be sure to leave a rating for the Cervantes podcast on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe on the Cervantes podcast YouTube channel and click the no- notification bell up top so you're notified whenever I upload a new episode. Thank you guys for listening. Have a good one. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.